Hello and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined, as always, by Adam, Adman, Hook. Nice to see you again, Blaine. We are streaming to you live from the Fortress of Solitude. Today is a special episode, everybody. Today, we are going to learn more about your host, myself and Mr. Adman. So we're going to take a deep dive down to our past and learn how did we get into comics? Why are we doing this podcast? What are our backgrounds? Who are these people who who talk on a microphone to each other many miles away in the Fortress of Solitude? Adam, who are you? How'd you get into comics? Let's hear it. I am Adam Cook. And I'd say my entry into comics... Um, well, first, it started definitely through movies and television. I did not get into the books until much later in life, um, but it was unavoidable. Things like Batman the Animated Series were a big part of my youth. Batman Forever is one of the first movie experiences I remember mm, nice. um, consciously, and I remember like the promotion for it and getting some toys that were part of the marketing and uh, I loved and still love Batman Forever. Is Batman Forever? I had you. You mentioned toys as a part of marketing. I had these McDonald's like frosted mug things. Did do you? Does that ring a bell to you at all? No, that sounds awesome. They were like coffee mugs, but they were clear, and so they had a handle, and they were dope. I loved those things. Yeah, I would say that those uh, kind of started my interest in the superhero genre, and. In high school, I think I was just kind of getting into more eclectic stuff and kind of like getting Absolutely. into the the geek culture was starting to become a thing and had some friends <clears throat> that had been into comics um, a little bit more than I was. And I remember going with our good buddy, Alex Gibson. Oh, yeah. Shout out. To, shout out to Al. Uh, he really ushered me into comics. And I remember going to a comic shop with him in Denton. And wanting to get into it, but I didn't even know where to start. And so I asked the guy working behind the the register, and he was actually like a really nice and friendly, one of the good ones. One of the good ones. Um, one of the good comic book guys. And he showed me, he said, you know, who are you interested in? And I knew that I liked Batman, but X-Men sounded really cool to me. I was always really into X-Men, the animated series too. I mean... Adam and I are children of the 90s, and if you're a child of the 90s, X-Men, the animated series, the trading cards with, you know, Jim Lee, all those collectible things, I have those, when, I mean, 100%. And those were, it was so iconic and visual with their yellow and blue costumes, it stuck in your yeah. head. And when you're a kid, too, you know... They're, they're, it's a soap opera for teens. You know, it kind of it fulfills that thing. And then whenever you, you know, get older, like you said, and kind of like, okay, well, what are they? But what's deeper? You know, what's uh, like, well, what is it going getting into X Men now? Right. So go ahead. And so when I told him I was interested in X Men, he showed me, he said, well, we just have this, we have this awesome collection. It's the first 12 issues of this new run. It's Astonishing X Men. Joss Whedon does it. And I was like, I, I knew who Joss Whedon was. I knew about Buffy, but I wasn't into it. Um, was not cool enough at that point. And I just was like, okay, that sounds cool. 
and just bought it just off his recommendation. Incredible recommendation. I loved it. It was such a good first 12 runs. I ended up buying all the single issues that came after that. I think it went to 24. Um, and that kind of just started my, my road down, down the comic book path and started this trend of going out to shops um, in Denton a lot, which was kind of like a fun escape from suburbia. You know, you go to this, Denton was a cool college town, still is. And, uh, and it was just fun to go out there and do something that was new and exciting. And I'll say during this time was whenever me and Adam started connecting over comics as well. Um, I remember very distinctly going out um, to Denton with Adam and our mutual friend Al and um, getting some comics. And these guys, they had all those single issues of Astonishing X-Men. I just remember looking at them. And at the time, I only collected the trade paperbacks, the, you know, the collected or the graphic novels. And that's whenever I started to kind of get an appreciation for, oh, these single issues are dope because you know you get to see all the the covers and you get the to see the individual on that run covers are insane they're so yeah cool. and and we during the time we started doing like a trade a sort of a trade program where it's like oh i have this um i'm you know i'm over here reading um green arrow you're reading astonishing x-men here i'll trade you these six issues these six issues get caught up and um that was a great time good system we'd go to denton we'd go to the cereal restaurant called java flakes um I love that place. You get to pick Java. What, what cereal restaurant? What's that? You know what it is, but I'll explain for the listeners. The Java Flakes. <laughs> you go there. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just a restaurant with a bunch of cereal, and you can pick a bunch of different kinds. You get a bowl of like five different types of cereal. They have different milks, different toppings, obviously different cereal. What's not to like? You go get some oh, comics. Man. You go get some cereal. You're 12 years old again. It was literally right next to the comic shop, and what Adam describes is exactly how we rolled. Get a stack of comics, go into Java Flakes, get a hefty bowl of cereal. I'm talking <laughs> Sit down at- cinnamon toast crunch, golden Fruit grams, loops. Fruit Loops. These are Frosted all in the same bowl. <laughs> Madness. Madness, man. Madness, but what a time it was. Um, and then... I think it was not long after that <clears throat> I got introduced to Why the Last Man, which was huge for me because that kind of showed me that comics didn't have to be so fantastical in the way that superheroes are. They could be a much more human story. Um, and it really just kind of spoke to me in a way that not a lot of uh, works had before then. And I think that's what really made that and of course Watchmen, they kind of came around the same time. Those just showed me that the medium of comics was way deeper than I ever realized. And I'm about 16 maybe at this point. And that was kind of when I started to really get a love for film and television. And really mm-hmm. what I ended, what I really love and that connect, what connects all these together is storytelling. I love stories and they're mm-hmm. all just ways to tell different stories and being exposed to things like why the last man and Watchmen, which are very different than, you know, X-Men just showed me how diverse it was. And kind of this, it was this untapped world that I knew was always there, but I had never gotten into. And so it was kind of like staggering with, um, the possibilities at that point. So then I think, you know, 
just kind of started working my way through all the big books that I could incredibly into anything Batman, basically Um, all the Frank Miller stuff. I loved connected with it immediately. Um, Always came back to Brian K Vaughn and he's kind of the one creator that I've really stuck with. And I feel like he's really kind of contemporary and kind of has this great modern voice that oh um, yeah definitely that I've been following since I was 16 and so 15 years and it's just uh I feel like he just doesn't disappoint and to this day that's kind of the main person I keep up with I don't really get a lot of single issues but I still subscribe to BKV always baby yeah the way you described why the last man um I had a similar kind of epiphany moment which I think a lot of People did it around our age where you're kind of into comics or at least superheroes as a kid and you always kind of in your brain considered comics as a certain type of medium, right? I mean, it's a little bit, okay, it's superheroes. It's kind of maybe a little bit for kids, a little bit cheesy. It's a little bit whatever, but I like it. Yeah. But then you get one of these stories that it opens up the medium to you and it really shows you um, the storytelling powers that comics have that film doesn't and tv doesn't and novels don't and it's that combination of art and um a vision like brian k vaughn and at that time i mean i think preacher did it for a lot of people um why the last man um for me it was sandman which came um you know a couple years before both those series but those are all vertigo series and vertigo is kind of like the birth you know kind of more creator owned it's not in the superhero universe and then they're telling these stories which i had never seen or heard anything like it um well i love that adam um and now here we are doing comic club let let me share a little bit about my story like you um you know, I didn't get into comics until I was older. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that grew up reading them as kids. I never did. Um, like you, I watched Batman the Animated Series. I watched X-Men cartoons, you know, all that. Because, I mean, that's fun. Um, I do remember, I wanted to mention this, because I liked um, X-Men, there was one time I was in the airport and my my I was like, oh, I always wanted to get a magazine or something. And my mom was like, you and your sister can both get one thing. And I saw they had comics and I was like so excited. And there was this Wolverine comic and this Superboy comic. And, you know, this Wolverine, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's awesome. He's one of the best X-Men for sure. And it was this really interesting cover where it was like Native American. He was like in the snow and he was like savage looking. And I was like, I want this. And sister, um, I implore you, get this Superboy comic. You're going to love it. He's great. And so I basically convinced her to get that instead of getting whatever else she wanted at the, you know, airport smart place. And, you know, Superboy at the time was that 90s Superboys where he's wearing, wearing like the leather punk rock jacket. And yep. I was like, God, that guy is awesome. And um, I read both those comics and didn't understand anything because comics are hard to get into when you're any age. Like there's so much continuity sometimes. So, so when you kind of mentioned getting into Astonishing X-Men, um, that beginning of the Joss Whedon run, it, it almost feels divorced from a lot of the insane X-Men continuity that had come before it, and it's the perfect place place to get an X-Men. So anybody out there, if you're like, what X-Men should I get into? I, I always recommend Astonishing X-Men. 
it's incredible. But I was also aided because like right around that time was sort of when Wikipedia was really becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. And so I remember just spending entire days and nights going down Wikipedia rabbit holes about different X-Men and their their arcs over time. And it's just like there's so much to catch up on. And we're lucky that we had that um, because before that, it was kind of you had to go read the comics or yeah. talk to your comic shop. And, you know, you see this flying dragon fly up and land on Kitty Pride's shoulder. And you're just like, what the, how, how do I? How? She can summon dragons now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? I, I don't understand this. And we can just go look him up on Wikipedia. So um, anyway, so I started getting into comics whenever I, I mean, serious comics whenever I was in college, actually. And um, a buddy of mine was really into 52, which is this weekly series that DC was doing. He let me borrow a couple comics, and um, I thought it was dumb. I, I remember reading them and being like, I don't understand it. Like, it was all weird. Like, they weren't the mainstream heroes. They were like, you know, Booster Gold and stuff that sure. I had never even heard of. But at the same time, Civil War was going on, and, and Civil War was awesome. So that was kind of like my intro back into the comic game. But it wasn't until, I don't know if I was lint, I don't know who put it in my hands, but Watchmen. And, um, you know, I'm sure this, you know, this is not a popular opinion, but that comic just blew open my brain in a way that it's hard to articulate because it was that sort of thing where I had always considered it like, okay, superheroes, you know, Civil War, you know, it, it, they're they're playing the same stories over and over. But what Watchmen did is show me, one, the storytelling was so unique and so meticulous that you cannot have a guy do this month, you know, like he's been planning it out. It's a graphic, it's called a graphic novel for a reason. It's, it's, there's a beginning, there's an end. And, um, the way that he puts superheroes in our world and tells a very adult and uh, mature story, I always just, I thought it was incredible. Um, after that was um, Sandman by Neil Gaiman. I just can't, I wanted to really express that one because it's it's very artsy. It's like an art piece concept. And... I, I love that story. It is so weird, Adam. It's like it's like Twin Peaks of comics or something. It's totally. it's doing its own like really wacky thing, and somehow is also really popular. Um, but yeah. I, I love Sandman. Um, obviously, Neil Neil Gaiman is massively popular now, huge. Um, but but that was that time I kind of mentioned to you where it was like I was only getting collected editions and i read you know all those view for vendetta swamp thing the killing joke all the sort of classics and i didn't read any of the single issues um until i was like okay time to get back into superheroes my philosophy was i just need to pick a character and just go all in so that character i chose was daredevil <laughs> and i get on ebay and and, you know, I did some research and like, where should I get in Daredevil? I picked up a Frank Miller and it was good, but it was also, you know, it was kind of dated, you know, um, for me personally. Yeah. And I found on eBay this collection and, and, and I admired Adam and Al for their single issue, um, single issue collections. I was like, I want to be a comic book collector. That looks fun. And 
I want to bag and board my comics yeah. and keep them in a box. You know, yeah. that's that's the way that's the way you do it. And I ordered, I think, like seventy five issues of Daredevil um, by mainly Brian Michael Bendis. This the run starts off with uh, Kevin Smith actually, and it's that modern um, rebirth of Daredevil yeah. with the Marvel Knights. And I, however long it took me to read all those, I would just sit there. And all the ads were like all out of date because they were like, you know, five years old. So they were advertising that. movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and man, the same thing, man. It just got me so deep into the sort of superhero universe. And that's the thing that started me really kind of going to the shops on a regular basis to just see what was coming out and see what was going on with the characters. Um, yeah. And so I love that. And, um, okay, I'm just going to fly through this next bit right here. Um, after college, I moved down to Austin and a huge recommendation I have for everyone out there listening. If you've made it this far, the library is an incredible resource for you. They have every comic they have them all and if their place doesn't have it you your library loan where they'll get a comic for you from another library yeah if you and live moved- in a city of any decent size get into the library immediately and use it for all of their comics because it's incredible yeah, and and at the time, you know, I, again, just graduated college, didn't have the the biggest budget for comics, and I just devoured, devoured everything they had. I would go there, and I would do like you said, why the last man? I would just order, go through them all. Fables, okay, start at number one, go through them all. I read like every Batman book they had. Um, then at some point, I just started going to the shop, and I've been a Wednesday warrior ever since. And a Wednesday warrior is these poor, sad saps like myself who just go to the shop every Wednesday. We pick up our five to 10 books because how can I not know what's going to happen to my boy Batman this month, Adam? Blaine, I remember when you moved to Korea for um, a year, you left and you (laughs) kept all of your comic subscriptions and you made uh, one of our friends pick all of them up so that you would still keep up to date and that you just had stacks of comics waiting for you when you got back from Korea. It's A quite year's sad. worth of comics. It's quite sad when you um, hear it articulated like that. Um, I think I gave him $200 before I left. Yeah. And I think he bought that much worth of comics um, for me. And in my defense, everybody, it was right when the new 52, like, so I I taught a year abroad in Korea and I was like, I don't know what the comic situation is going to be over there. And I need my, I need my books because new 52 was freaking huge. They relaunched the DC universe for God's sake. Can't miss that. They relaunched it. It was insane. And so I think I came back to like the first three issues of like a lot of titles because I, I wanted all of them. I wanted, yeah. I was like Aquaman, Nightwing, like all, all like C tier heroes and everything like that. But yeah, you're right. You know, uh, that's what a Wednesday, Wednesday warrior that's is, dead. bro. We, we, we go every week, but, but he, here's the thing, Adam, 
I've been doing, you know, I've been going to the, the comic and there's only so much a serialized story can go depth wise. Um, and what I mean by that is it wasn't until like a year or so ago and I reread Watchmen, you know, reread the book that, you know, blew my lid off that first time. And I was like, oh shit, I'm missing out by, by just focusing on just the monthlies. I'm missing out on a whole host of great graphic novels um, and, you know, collections that I'm just not reading for whatever reason. And that's when I called up my boy Adam and said, listen, buddy, listen, bucko, let's Ew. start a club. Let's start a club of just me and you. It's just going to be <laughs> Two us. Two person club. Two person club. Very exclusive. Yeah. But let's record it. And it's not just two people because it's also all of y'all who are here listening to us today. Yeah, we wanted to let you know you're all members of the club now and that's legally binding. Yeah. So each, each again, each month we're going to pick a new comic. We'd love for you to weigh in. What comic should we read next month? Um, join our community on Facebook. Get involved. Um, we're excited to go on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learning more about your hosts. And uh, we'll see you next month with Comic Club's Comic of the Month. Until next time. Read more comics, everybody. Bye. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cub. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, to read more comics.